That's okay. All right, welcome back to Talk Matters. I don't remember what episode this is from where I left off. I'm your host, Matthew, and today I've got Katie and Kevin on the show. So happy that they're going to be the first um, guests to come back to the show. Um, today I, I'm doing this through Zoom since we're social distancing. Uh, I wanted to talk to you guys today kind of about what quarantine life has been like, um, especially as a couple. I'm not going to go too into it, but you know, can't imagine it's the greatest most days uh, since we're all kind of off. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> um so yeah, so I, I also wanted to talk about a little bit about your projects that you've been working on. I know Katie's been doing a lot of puzzling, but Katie also had sent out some <laughs> messages um, about journaling and wanting to capture kind of what quarantine's been like for other people. And I know, Kevin, you've been heavily um, f- photographing and doing a lot of photography stuff, but I also wanted to talk to you about uh, how this has affected your business. So um, actually, that's my first question is, Kevin, how has the current environment changed your business? If you want to talk a little bit about that. It's, it's killing me. It's, it's killing me. Now, um, yeah, I just like, I mean, everyone else in these, in, in these times, like the business has, has slowed down tremendously. Um, I haven't had really any actual shoots since March, um, which is pretty much to be expected during all this. There's, there's very little that can be done um, safely. I think that now that things are kind of, the climate's kind of changing a bit. It's kind of getting a little bit more back in this phase of trying to get things re-implemented. Um, I think more stuff will kind of pop up, but uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely been a time of, of, of no work and um, trying to figure all that stuff out, which is, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. You know, I've never been, I, I'm definitely not, you know, Mr. Super crazy busy photographer. Um, so even like when things are good, you know, I'm still doing, you know, two, three shoots a week if that, that's a good week. Right. So, and there's definitely times in the past during our normal time when, you know, I might only have a, a shoot a week or, you know, even a shoot every two weeks, just mm-hmm. depending on what's kind of going on. So it's not like a, it's not totally different for me, but it's definitely obviously a weird feeling knowing that it's not just that we're slow and nothing's happening at the moment. It's that no one can really be doing anything for the most part. Um, and I always, it took me a while too, because I kind of, I wasn't sure if anyone else had really found like other loopholes of things to be doing in the photography world while this was going on. But everyone that I know, at least here locally, for the most part, like everyone's in the same boat. So it's like, it's, it's weird. Cause I don't have this big sense of, uh, I, I, I feel like I've been doing pretty well of handling the whole thing work wise, because there is that kind of sense of, um, along with everything else, like, okay, I, I'm not alone with this. Like all my, all my friends that are phenomenal, like creatives, like they're all not working either. So it's kind of like, you know, there's a little, <laughs> that kind of sounds like bad, but like, you know, the, there's a little bit of comfort and misery there. Right. So, but, um, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just until actually it was literally until last week, I have some things that are possibly happening on the horizon in the next uh, few weeks here. So hopefully that still pans out and, and everyone is kind of doing their due diligence as far as making sure that can be done like safely and, and, you know, respecting these social distance kind of rules we got going on right now. But, um, so hopefully things will kind of pick back up, but yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's been an interesting time and work wise, um, just as personally, I kind of been talking to so many people about the, the kind of like idea of that there's like these silver linings, right? So there's all these things, you know, that I've always been kind of dragging my feet on doing like work wise or, or personally wise. And I think, uh, the work wise has been, has been interesting because knowing that work isn't going to happen 
or at least fairly certain that that's not going to happen. It's given me a lot of time to like try and get a lot of these things done that I, I wanted to do as far as, you know, cleaning, organizing, you know, working on a new website, new print book and kind of reevaluating like what I want to do with my work. And I think that's been, again, kind of this silver lining during these tough times of like, okay, well, I, I literally have nothing else I could be doing right now. It's not like, um, you know, there's a little bit more of that. Okay. This is like, I got to find a better way to pass this time. And that kind of, is in the home life, but in the work life for sure. So that's definitely yeah. kind of where we're at right now. Have you thought about what, imp what are you going to, what are you, have you thought about what you're going to imply when you go back to work? Like, are you going to have um, a sort of like boundaries at your studio? Like, I mean, is that going to be in the back of your mind? Like, you know, you're going to have to be at different angles and taking pictures of, you know, I mean, are you going to have that safe distance that's six feet apart? Like, cause here's my thing. I don't, when they say we're good to go, are we always like really good to go though? Like how, I don't ever think it's just going to go away. It's going to take more time than we actually think. So yeah. when it comes to working again for you, you're going to need to implicate probably some boundaries and some rules while you're at your studio. I'm assuming if, have you thought anything about that? Yeah, I definitely have. And it's, it's, I, I'm kind of fortunate and unfortunate depending on how you look at it. I don't do, you know, I go work at my studio. My studio, for the most part, I, I mean, 90, 95% of the time, that's utilized as an office space. I don't do a ton of shoots there. Um, right. I, I do a lot more test shoots, which that's kind of more my control. Um, so I think that if there were any shoots that were to happen in the studio, that'd be a bit more of a, not even a, not even a, a concern, but more of a process of like making sure I clean everything down and, and taking these more like kind of extra measures um, compared to when I'm just there by myself. But um, you know, a lot of the stuff I do is all location work. So in that case, it's a lot more of like me kind of being more in the defensive mode, you know? I mean, still, I guess, offensive, offensive as far as like wearing the mask. Mm -hmm. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, there'd definitely be some precautions. And I think that also too has to do with the circumstances, you know, depending on if people are coming to the studio, who's coming, how many people are coming, what the situation is. It's, I don't, I don't very often at all have like any studio shoots where, oh, there's like, 10 people coming and, and this and that. So I think it just, um, I don't think it'll be super difficult for me to continue to do things and do things safely just for the fact that my circumstances usually allow that a lot easier than like other people that have tons of people in a place and, you know, and I, I don't know, like age brackets, right? Like a ton of older people that may have more pre-existing pre conditions and things like that. So I think, um, I don't think it'll be all that, all that crazy really. How did you guys fare with the first few weeks of quarantine with the toilet paper crisis? <laughs> we, it really didn't affect us. Um, well, ironically enough, we, we, right before all that, had just gone to Costco and got toilet paper. Yeah. We, we were pretty stocked up. Yeah, we <laughs> go to Costco and we get toilet paper in bulk about, oh, I don't know, three, four times a year probably. So, yeah, we lucked out timing-wise. We had just gone and – as just two people, uh, we don't go through toilet paper extremely uh, fast. So I think we were just fine. Yeah. <laughs> so Katie, what prompted you to start this journaling process? So this is actually... I asked that question, but if you want to talk more about like, because I, I know about the journaling, so I kind of asked that question without any kind of uh, preface, so if you want to talk more about it. Yeah, so funny enough, so I sent that out for Kevin. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, so he had the idea to, from like a photo perspective, 
kind of take these pictures of the people that we know, um, whether it's friends, family, kind of like people within our community to really just kind of have a way to be creative during this time, um, but also to document, you know, this thing that we're going through because it is history, you know, it's a, it's a big deal. Um, and it's something that, you know, we're all going to be impacted by. So he kind of put that together um, as his project. And then kind of the flip side of that is kind of having these people um, be able to kind of answer and talk about what they're going through to then be showcased from that perspective also with their photo, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So my other thing was, is there a specific story you're looking for? Or are you just looking for general stories? Like, are you looking for uplifting hardships? Um, you know, healthcare workers. I think Kevin, you guys might have posted something about some healthcare workers recently. Yeah. That, yeah. No. And there's there's no there's no specifics for sure. I think too, like the um, the whole kind of general idea from this, which is is obviously super like simplistic in nature, is just the fact of like we're all kind of going through this in a different way. Granted, we're all going through it, but we all kind of, you know, are affected differently, right? Right. So Kate and I are not so, you know, incredibly directly affected by this, by, besides, besides the fact of, like, the work thing, the home life, all that stuff. But then I have, you know, other friends that I know who the, the, first, uh, in, the first couple um, that I kind of showcased there, like, they're both in healthcare, and they both work very directly with it. So mm-hmm. with, the, uh, with Gina, you know, being the fact that she's a respiratory therapist and she has, you know, plenty of COVID-19 positive patients. And then her husband, Jimmy, who then, um, you know, he tests for COVID-19 nonstop. So he's constantly dealing with it. So, you know, their direct relation is different. You know, I think Gina literally, you know, is kind of there seeing people who are really suffering. And I, I believe she's seen a few who have passed from it. Um, it's different than our perspective, right? We're not, we're not that, we're not so much in the front lines, you know, but it, but it wasn't just about that. It definitely wasn't just about like, people who are really close to people aren't, but like, again, just all of our perspectives, you know, and there's a, there's a whole perspective. We talk to so many people and everyone is like, it's, it's not like this, you know, black and white. There's this huge gray area as far as how um, affected your life has been from I, plenty of people who are taking it to the, you know, the ninth degree and, and respectfully who are like, I'm not leaving my house. Like things are delivered. Like I don't, I eat to a T you're following it, which there's, which is, you know, great. And that's probably very, very smart. And then there's others who are just like, I don't care, uh, you know, and I'm not, I'm not here to judge anybody of what they're doing or not doing or tell them what I think they should do or, or whatever. But it is very interesting that we all, we're all going through the same thing, but all in very different ways. And I think that's where it all kind of began. I think what's super interesting to me is watching the evolution of how this virus unfold, on, was unfolding. Because at first it was, you know, you have people like, you know, you might get a cold, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. The only people that are infected are immunocompromised or people who have pre-existing conditions. And then it's like, well, actually, it's actually more serious than this. You know, you got people in their late 30s or whatever who are having strokes from it. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, it just watching people go from meh to oh my God to holy shit. Like, what are we going to do? Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I definitely understand that perspective. Of, like, you got the people who are definitely staying home who... Um, are really following the guidelines and then you have people who are out and about doing whatever and especially the ones that are protesting and yeah um, it's it's an absolute whirlwind to see both sides of the spectrum of this whole uh, virus this whole pandemic um, you know and it's yeah it's nerve-wracking because I have friends who are in healthcare and um, 
know, every day I just kind of, I hope that they're taking, you know, the precautionary measures. I mean, that they have to. And I mean, if, I don't know if you guys have seen it, I came across a video of how you get tested for the coronavirus. And if people saw what they do, I think a lot of more people would stay home. Really? I've heard it's not pleasant. I've heard that there's like a Q-tip or the swab that goes pretty far uh, up your nose, right? So to get tested for the flu, sometimes to like kind of put like a long stick kind of swab in your nose and they push it back a little bit. It's very uncomfortable. I've had it happen to me before. I still feel it to this day. For coronavirus, it's like this long of a stick and about this much comes out of your nose. Like that's how far back it goes into your nose. Just shove it way back there. And I think if more people <laughs> watch that video for how I got tested, it might think twice about just <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to deal with that. I'll, I'll stay <laughs> home today. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. So what other things have gone on for you guys have, uh, as far as quarantine, you guys finding new hobbies, um, new things to do? Is there, is, there, is there stuff that you're finding out more about yourself now that you have all this time? I mean, yeah. Um, unlocking certain creative sides, um, sorry, writing, I don't know. Yeah, so we struggled a little bit at first um, just to kind of know like what to do with all of your time. You know, we were so so used to having so much time, you know, or not very much time, sorry. So, you know, you, you go to work, which is eight hours at least of your day and, you know, you're kind of busy and you're cooking dinner and then you're meeting your friends and then you have this and this. Uh, and so I think when we first started all of this, we really were kind of like, well, what do we do? Do we sit and watch Netflix all day? No, that's <laughs> that's not a great idea. Um, so funny enough or nerdy enough, we like made ourselves a schedule um, of all the things that we wanted to do within every given day. So we it wasn't a schedule; it was more like a checklist. Yeah, it was like a checklist. Um, so it was like every day we wanted to sit down and write. Every day we wanted to listen to, um, you know, a podcast. Every day we wanted to read. Um, you know, we obviously had like work things. We had cleaning or organizing, um, you know, some kind of movement, whether, you know, it's just like a walk around the block or something here um, within the house. So that was actually really helpful and just kind of like getting us back to some type of routine and knowing what to do with the day <laughs> instead of just like okay well I'm gonna putz around and just hope that I find something to do so and that seemed and that seemed like so um beneficial in so many ways because you know going back to this whole idea of like these like kind of silver linings during these times is that I think that's actually been such a, a saving grace and and not that we knock everything off every day and sometimes there's days where we, we make that effort to like we're gonna do all these things you know and there's like little dumb things. There's all kinds of stuff. But, you know, when we first really talked about that, you know, I know for me personally, and, and I think Kate, but like those things that I always say, like I want to do that I just never do. Um, and in very particular is definitely like the writing every day, reading every day. We have meditation in there and we have like, like yoga and things like that. Yoga kind of falls into the activities. And it is those things that like, again, you're always like, oh, I'm going to do, I'm going to do. But then, you know, life, you know, work, Kate goes to work super early. And, you know, I'm always like, in my head or in a rush to get to the studio and do stuff. And I think that having this like abundance of time that just doing that, and we're like, we kind of did that. I think within the first week or two, um, 
it was amazing how 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 much that was helpful. You know, again, just a reminder, like, oh yeah, I have all this time. I'm going to do this today, and and then you have like this tiny sense of accomplishment when you kind of get a lot of those, you know, things checked off the list. So that ended up being super helpful. Yeah, I've been meaning to make myself uh, a list of of some 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 sort of normality because my days are completely whacked. I I just feel like every day ties into the next one, and it doesn't. I feel like that's a lot for most people, but I find the most odd question during this time is how are you? Cause it's like, well, how are we all, you know, yeah, like yeah. one person's experiencing it, you know, we're all experiencing it. So it's, yeah. it's been uh, definitely very interesting. Um, I started off super strong when the quarantine, like first started having to do it. School was out. We couldn't go back to school. Um, I was working out every day, just keeping up with a healthy diet. My apartment was clean. Now my apartment's a mess. My diet's eh, the workout's not so much. And uh, going to bed at like two in the morning and getting up at nine. Like it's just, you know, just trying to find a new normal. And it, fortunately, it's being up way too late. Um, so just trying to find better things to do. And um, I think for me personally, I don't know about you guys, but um, it's definitely been uh, – very negatively effective on mental health um you know it kind of puts in perspective for people who actually cannot leave their homes or, or yeah. yeah absolutely and we talked um you know we, we process this thankfully we get to process it together just having that person to talk to but you know there's people who probably love this because they don't like to leave their house and they don't really enjoy social situations and it might make them uncomfortable. Um, so, you know, you've got that side of it. And then there's people who are so socially, you know, apt and they need that, you know, they, like, they need to hug somebody and they need to talk to somebody and they need that. And I, you know, we feel for those people who, you know, really, really need that human interaction um, and who aren't able to get it in the same kind of capacity as what we're all used to being able to get it in. You know, it's great to see your face on Zoom, but that's not the same as sitting in a coffee shop with you and and catching up kind of in that way. So, yeah, yeah. it's, again, kind of that whole spectrum of how, yeah, there's people who, you know, from a mental health perspective, this is definitely affecting. And I think it's probably everybody in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. I know what you mean. So, you know, I've gone over to my parents' house a few times. Um, my, my mom's was like, I want to hug. And I said, you can't hug me till at least August, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> like, I have no idea. I saw the statistics of Cuyahoga recently and in North Royalton where I'm at, apparently it's pretty heavy over here. So, you know, I'm constantly scrubbing my hands and making sure like if I open a door, I'm using my sleeve or my shirt or something like if I don't have a glove or something like that. So when I go over there, I'm constantly washing my hands and I put clothes in the dryer and all that stuff. But you know, her birthday was just last weekend and I broke my own. Oh, no. <laughs> I gave her a hug. But like my thing is I don't want a guilty conscience of like, God forbid I have it. Yeah. And I give it to my parents, you know, who are compromised because one's a diabetic and one's asthmatic. So but that's my guilty conscience, you know? So like I have a whole routine. I don't know about you guys, but if I go out and go grocery shopping, I'll hand sanitize my hands like crazy. Come home, I put the groceries at the door. I sanitize everything. 
close off shower like right away i don't it's it's kind of crazy to think that we used to just do this every day and not even really think about it yeah yeah it's 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 so crazy too because and again we we talk about it all the time it's if you really like <laughs> at least i feel like if you really step back and look at all of this it's just unbelievable how quickly this kind of became you know our, our norm now our new norm right mm-hmm. and again everyone doing their things differently and we had just such a we had such a unique kind of situation because we were you know we were out of the country when this when this really started to take take form and when we got back we came right back from spain right when spain was getting hit and then that's like you know two three weeks later is when everything really started to get crazy here and i still felt like i mean even even a bit to this day felt like there was such this this mass amount of like ketchup on my mind of like all this shit was happening and just it was like kind of like crazy but didn't didn't realize the severity of it and it's like crazy that you talk about that how like it gets to that point of like all these like precautions that take now with the day whether people take them or don't take them but how crazy it is because i still just feel like i don't feel like it's this like massive panic alert in my head even though there's times like it really should be but i it's just interesting it's interesting hearing you like talk about that again too because i i know that there's you know people who won't go to that extreme but then you know do other things differently. And it's just, it's, it, it is such a crazy thing. I, I still like on the daily, anytime I talk to anybody. And of course, this is like something that always comes up. Like, I don't know who I've talked to in the last like three or four weeks that at some point in that conversation, like you're not talking about, you know, obviously life right now with everything, but it's just like, it still blows my mind to how it just like happened out of nowhere. I mean, not really, but it, to me, it seemed like that. And it's like crazy to think that that's how we are. And it's also so like more, interesting than anything as far as like how will this ever get back to normal and what will that look like and how long you know what i mean like all those uncertainties to me is is just absolutely fascinating well yeah so so now we have to look at now we have to look at outings i mean now we're even talking about shaking hands might not even be a thing like uh concerts i mean that's a huge rumor i have no idea how true it is but won't continue to like 2021. I, and, you know, I saw something, a uh, concert went on a few days ago, but everyone was there in their cars. Like it was <laughs> watching the concert through their cars. But um, it's, it's pretty interesting to, to see what is going to be everyone's new normal once this is quote unquote over. Yeah. And I say that like that because I, well, I don't think we'll ever know when it's fully. I mean, we'll have the data to show from the deaths and stuff like that, but I just hope that people are going to be extra cautious as we move forward. Yeah. I mean, what big, do you, go ahead. What do you think about as far as like, do you think as far as for us here in Ohio and, you know, starting um, to kind of lift some of these things and let more things kind of go on, do you think that's right or wrong? Like, you think this is a good time to start trying to implement things kind of back in, back in effect here or too soon? Or, or what's your kind of thoughts on that? Um, I personally think it's too soon. Um, I still feel like, I don't know, I don't have the data or anything to back it up right now, but with a virus this serious, I don't think it goes away so quickly. I mean, look at Italy and places like that. They had to wait quite some time to even start trying to figure out what they're going to do next. And um, I'm actually pretty proud of Dwine. Yeah. How quickly he jumped on this and ordered that quarantine and I guess lockdown, if you want to call. Um, 
I guess reopening wouldn't be so bad, but I think people have to have very strict measures. Like I went to Sheets today to get um, just like a milkshake and the sign said 10 people in the store at all times. And I thought, okay, well, cool. Like, and you know, if, if you go to the grocery stores and stuff like that, they've got those distancing like stri- like strips across the floor. And I get that. And like Giant Eagle has like a one way uh, down each aisle, which is cool. Like I get that, but um, I don't know. I think there are some other things that are more essential to be open than what is being protested right now and um, being complained about. And I understand people need to work, but um, I think if we took this as, as serious as the doctors and health professionals have been saying, I think we definitely could have been lowering this a lot faster. Yeah. Um, so all in all, I don't really, I felt like I kind of rambled there, but I don't personally think we should be reopening right now as much as it kind of sucks to be sitting around waiting. I think the more we just wait and listen to the healthcare professionals, the faster we can see a decrease and the faster we can get to back to a, a new normal in society. Yeah. Totally agree. Now I think, I think reopening beaches and all that stuff is irresponsible. Um, like, oh, I think it was Florida that recently just did that. Yeah. I don't know. I had but, some. But that's an interesting one, though, too, because, like, you think about those things, and I, I don't know the situation. Maybe everyone's so cooped up that those things are crazy busy. But I think about, like, times I've gone to beaches. I mean, I'm six feet apart. I'm not, you know, I'm not on someone's top. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> which that's one reason it makes me think of that, because I, I think of a lot of times, like, when, when they announced that and people were kind of like, well, that seems crazy. I'm like, yeah, it does. But then I really thought about it. I'm like, yeah, but when we go to the beach, you're not, you're not close to people. I mean, there's the issues of, oh, if there's public bathrooms there and, the, and, the, and all that kind of stuff and other like kind of common areas. But as far as like actually being on the beach, like you're never like within six feet. I mean, you know what I mean? Unless you're, I mean, that's just, I've never been to like crazy, crazy packed beaches. So maybe that's, 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 I think that's more I was aiming at those beaches that are very popular and, uh, they have a bigger attendance than, you know, Huntington Beach or something. Or yeah. I don't know, yeah. too. Land up there, one of the few things that is open and that people are allowed to do. And if a lot of people are staying at home or working from home or out of work, like it wouldn't be typically only a certain amount of people can go to the beach because people are at work or people are here or there. Um, but I feel like if the basically the only thing to do then a lot of people are going to be doing that people haven't been able to get out previously so now everybody's kind of rushing to go to the beach and also you're going to get people from other states I'm sure you know if you live in Georgia and your beach is closed but you can get to Florida in three hours like you're if you're desperate enough, you're going to do that yeah, right. <laughs> to the beach because it's open. Um, so yeah, I just, that's just really fascinating. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know. We don't live in Florida, so <laughs> I guess it's not anything yeah. we directly have to worry about. Yeah, but when it gets warm enough though, I mean, Edgewater will be that situation. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how that pans out because they have not closed any of that yet. Well, so kind of bouncing off of your question, what do you think? Do you think it's too soon? Do you think they should wait a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, I think I, – I, I don't know. Katie agrees not. I, I think it is too – it does seem like too soon. And, and Kate always makes the point, like, whenever we talk about this, of, like, 
we're not seeing these numbers go down, you know, like, and you would think that a common sense would kind of be, and I'm with you. I think DeWine has, has been great. I, I really kind of like back the fact of what he did and, and, and the way he's, he's handled it. And I don't think too that like him implementing this, I, I feel like there's a lot of things like, you know, people above him that are probably putting a lot of pressure to like do this. I mean, in, in the businesses, I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm in that situation. I'm a small business. Like I'm not making money. I only have so much money in the bank that I can live off of. And then that's eventually going to be gone. And then I don't know. So I get the idea of like trying to get things going and get businesses going, but I, I, it just seems like, um, I feel like we're taking a really big gamble in doing that. And the fact that we can do this and then there's just, just, you know, probability and talking to some of my healthcare friends, they think a very high probability that we're going to do this and it's going to spike back up again. And then we're going to be back in to square one of like, okay, we got to shut everything down again. Everyone's got to stay home. So I really hope that's not the case. And I, I do think that there is like that possibility that we do it like this and everything ends up being okay and kind of doing these phases. But um, it, it worries me that it's just going to go back to being um, just spiking again. So. Yeah. Well, and I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not protesting and I'm, and I'm not like on Facebook or, loudly expressing any of my feelings on this because I feel like there's you know one news story says one thing and one says another thing and I feel like I'm having a hard time kind of really knowing like what to believe versus what to not and is it a big deal to go to your friend's house and sit in their driveway or is it not like I don't know um but I also think that there are some businesses, you know, and you think about if you work in an office and you have 15 staff members, like if you guys are all adults and you can all wash your hands frequently and you can all stay away from each other, that might be an instance in which it's totally fine to do that. Um, you know, would you want to do that if you were working in a preschool? Probably not. Um, but I think there's also a lot of things that if everyone is a responsible adult <laughs> should be able to still kind of function within those boundaries as well. So it, yeah, it's just hard to know. And I feel like a lot of people unfortunately don't have the common sense to do that. So if it's not something that the government is telling you to do, you're either not going to do it or you have the people who have, you know, these guidelines who are not. <laughs> so, yeah. I I think one of the other scarier things about this whole thing is like it just it's almost like a pissing contest of like who can post the most doomsday article about <laughs> uh, everything that's going on without I don't feel like everyone reads the article they see the title oh they, yeah they always want to be the first to post what's happening and then you kind of read through the article and like all right this is a very vague clickbait article yeah and I think that's that's been something that's been draining the most for me on social media is constantly opening up any sort of app. And the first thing is super negative. Someone did this, someone did that. And it's just like, all right, we have since March or even like early, early March, something like that. It's just been a whirlwind of just bad news. Like, can we all just find something to be peaceful about? Yeah. Yeah, we were, we found ourselves at the beginning of this, like every day we would get up and we would kind of like listen to what was going on or check in. And we eventually had to stop because we're like, okay, it's the same thing every day. It's talking about this. It's terrible. You can't do this. This person's sick. 
this is happening. And it was kind of just like, okay, when something is relevant, I'm sure we will get wind of it and someone will tell us. (laughs) We had to kind of just take a step back from kind of getting the updates because there's really nothing. And and I don't think that seems like, some people might argue that that's like just being like, you know, uninformed, but like, I feel like when the news is the exact same and just getting worse and worse and worse, like we don't need to know the exact number of, you know, positive cases or the exact number of deaths to, to be like in the loop, you know? So I think taking a step back and, and we're kind of lucky that we don't, we don't have like typical cable, right? So we're not like getting the news every day, but yeah, and it, it definitely, I think is, we talk about the, you know, the mental state of it. Like that definitely helps to not like have to really focus on that like every single day, you know, and, and taking a little step back and just knowing that, yeah, when big major things are, are happening, like we'll, we'll know that, you know, and hopefully we'll hear about the good news soon at some point. Yeah. I mean, uh, the other thing that's been um, another bothersome part about all of this is the death rate comparison. Um, I find that I, I, I complain about this a lot because, you know, if, if we value life as much as we do, why are we comparing? At least we're not Italy, you know, at least we're not this, at least we're not that. People are dying from a very serious virus. I don't understand why we have to be comparing death tolls. You know, right. I, some people have lost their life and they go straight to, I mean, there's no family visits. No one gets to see them. They go straight to the grave and like, it's, that's, yeah, it's incredible. I don't understand the, it's like a competition. It's like, no, it's not though. Why are you comparing the death tolls? But that's my thing. I get in heated discussions with myself about it all the time. No, you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. I, I think you're right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Too many. We're, however many it is, it's too many. Even if it's less than another country, even if it's not as bad as somewhere else, it's still too many. Uh, Katie, I don't know how much you want to talk about this or, what can talk about it um what are your thoughts on remote learning not not just like the school you're at but in general like um i think so we were um we have a friend who is a high school math teacher um and i think for many of her students who she has like higher level um, like college prep coursework and things like that. Um, so I think for her dynamic of students, it's generally probably pretty great. Like they're getting ready to go to college. They're going to have this type of setup. They need to be responsible. They need to learn that if they have an assignment, they need to do it. And it doesn't necessarily have to be at 9 a.m. on Monday, but that they can manage their time and get it done uh, still. So I think for you know, that, like I said, there are obviously some outliers um, who maybe their family might not have access to technology, which is, you know, a whole nother kind of issue. Um, But I think for those types of students, it could definitely be beneficial. Um, Outside of that, I don't know who would benefit from it more than going to school. Um, yeah, and I think, unfortunately, the the population of students with special needs is probably just, I like cringe every time I think about it, and just, you know, thinking about how this is impacting them, and I don't see probably any benefit for 
really any of them um, from remote learning. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, and obviously it is what it is and, and we all have to do this to remain safe. Um, but I don't think, I don't think remote learning is great for the special needs population. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I agree. And there's, there's a lot of articles that have been written right now about how this is terribly impacting children with special needs who are in school, uh, how remote learning is very tough for them. And even services are probably like on the verge of being cut because you know they can't provide those in-home therapies and stuff like physical therapy and uh, yeah. therapy and yeah like that. so it's, it's a huge impact well i'm thinking about you know some students some some students who are receiving these special education services may receive one-on-one -on -one support so that means when they're washing their hands they have someone helping them when they're going to the bathroom they have someone helping them when they're learning when they're eating their lunch um which is great and that's what some of these students need um but the reality of it is that when you're at home and you have siblings and your mom is still trying to work from home so that your family can eat um like it's just not possible and unfortunately if that's what a student needs and they're not getting it um it's not it's not great for their progress and their well-being and i'm sure many other things but yeah it's not not a, not ideal unfortunately right. for i think probably any of them now going back to um the photographing and the journaling uh, with this project that you guys, are you guys, so you guys are collaborating on this? No, not really. <laughs> okay. I was, I was curious as like Kevin's the pictures and Katie's journaling. I mean, I don't know. She definitely plays her part for sure. Cause she's helped me. He, she helps me a lot. And the biggest thing is um, I always need help with any like writing aspect big time. And Kate, Kate helped me. And also it's helped on some of the shoots too. Yeah. It's like a, maybe an assistant role, perhaps, <laughs> um, at most, but yeah, mostly Kevin. So where do you, is this mainly going to be, how is this going to be shared? Is this through Instagram? Is this you going to do through a website or? Yeah, Instagram. I mean, in this day and age, it's kind of like an obvious platform now during all this to kind of get some of these, you know, uh, real kind of small stories out, right? Um, so I'm doing that currently of just putting a few things out a week. And, you know, usually it's like I use one of the, the portraits or one of the photos and, and tell a bit of their story with one of them and then do another one, a bit more of the story. And I'm asking everybody kind of the three like general questions and kind of going from there. So it's not just that, but I think enough of those three questions or whatever else the conversation is to really kind of get a, a glimpse into what their life is like during this, how they're kind of impacted. But um, it's just, <clears throat> it's a very small thing. I mean, it's, it's a, it was a small very simplistic idea in the small project. I'm just going to kind of keep rolling with it um, while we're kind of going through this. And, um, you know, I have no, I have no in, intentions of like, you know, I'm going to have 50 people or I'm going to have five, like it's just kind of whatever. And, and it was a kind of a, along these things too, of just having this general curiosity of curiosity and just like interest in, into what's happening. And, and I'm always just so curious, you know, talking to people just how we're all affected that it kind of came to be like, Hey, this is another thing that I would love to do to kind of, you know, not only myself, but the people that I'm photographing kind of remember these times, you know, for, for, you know, better or worse. But, um, 
yeah, who knows? I mean, it's something too. I may, if it, if it ends up being a nice series and I think having the written word definitely has an impact then as far as like, sometimes just taking the portrait is, is a great thing, but having the, the written word is, is kind of huge. So hopefully it ends up being a nice little uh, series that I could have and maybe have on my website and, and who knows, maybe one day do something with it. Um, I'm excited for it. I'm excited yeah. to see more about it. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that however many years from now we'll see this whole thing in textbooks, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that is, that's what one... a historical event. That's pretty wild. Someone said that to me early on, really early on, as far as like, man, like this is going to be, this is going to go down in history. And, and the person I was talking to even made the comment of like, this is going to be bigger than 9-11. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What? And again, it, it, I was so like delayed in, in understanding the severity. And it's crazy now because A, I absolutely 100% agree that, yeah, obviously this is going down in history books, right? And I'm even into that point of seeing how this could be, you know, obviously worldly, worldly more impactful, right? I mean, still here as Americans, you know, 9-11 was this huge, huge um, horrible thing that happened that we will all remember kind of where we were. So I still question if that's like really going to be, you know, larger in, in Americans' minds um, this currently, but um, worldly wise, like for sure. I mean, it's huge, but um, yeah, that, that, that is, that is, it's crazy. It's crazy to, to, to think about, you know, again, I always think about where we are and how quickly this happened. And then even more importantly now is just, yeah, we're, what, what happens from here, you know, hopefully positive things, you know, I'm keeping right. the, the positive vibes out there, but um, yeah, it's crazy. We found it interesting. Uh, a lot of people are posting about why did March take so long and April flew by? And I think I have an answer. Could be <laughs> wrong. But I think it's because we were trying to get used to a new norm in March. And like March kind of just came to a halt. Yeah. And then yeah. April came by and like, all right, now this is our new quote unquote normal. So I think that's why the days started going by as quote unquote typical days because yeah. now we started up something new. March felt so long because we had to stop and start something new right away. So yeah. that's kind of my theory of why March felt like it was two years. For sure. And it was a very like abrupt change. Like I remember being at school and then being like, oh, the, the governor might shut down schools. I'm like, what? This is, this is absurd. There's no way that's going to happen. And then it happened at like 4 p.m., on yeah. a Thursday, yeah. and then all of a sudden it was like, you, if you need to come to work, you can do it on Friday. Make sure all the materials get sent out to families for the coming week, and then like, don't show up. Yeah, <laughs> and so we give you like further directions about obviously, you know, people are able to go into the school now if they need to make copies and send things out, but still within all these parameters of the sanitization and all of that. And it was just like, okay, you went from waking up and doing this job every day. You come to work the same time. You do generally the same thing. And now you just like, don't, yeah. <laughs> you don't do this. You don't come in. We don't know what that means yet. We don't know how this is going to look, but just know that your life is now completely different um, within the matter of one day to the next. So yeah, I agree with you. I think that that's probably, yeah, everyone was adjusting. Yeah, and uh, real quick, I remember um, hearing, just sitting around waiting to hear what was going to happen. Like, oh, we'll be, we'll be back by April 6th. 
I, I was a little I was like, okay, maybe. And then I was like, nope, we're not coming back at all. Yeah. It's just wow. You know, first of all, the I remember it was that Thursday. Like we're not having school tomorrow and maybe not next week, you know, or whatever, like the next week was spring break or something. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, maybe we won't come back. Maybe April 6th. Okay, now we're not coming back. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely well, and I think other than 9-11, at least for like our generation, we haven't had any other events like this um, in terms of big, kind of like big deals, right? Yeah. I, mean, I can think of off the top yeah. of my head. You think of like, you know, like natural disasters and things of that nature that impact, you know, massive amounts of people, but nothing in our in our lifetime that's been like, oh, the whole world's really affected by yeah. this. Worldwide. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you said what you just talked about um, is interesting because it made me kind of think too about how we've been mentioning of how crazy it is. You know, a lot of people being left for the most part with a lot less to do, you know, whether you're working or you're just working from home or whatever it is. And we think it's crazy that, you know, coming into this, I would have thought for sure, like, man, this is going to just slow down time. Like, this is going to be crazy. And miraculously, it still feels like, Again, maybe it's just maybe just me and everyone I'm sure is a little bit different, but like I feel like time is flying by. And that what to me is so crazy is I feel like, wow, I can't believe it's already been this long. We've already been doing this for this long because it's it's yeah, it seems to be flying by, which seems really interesting because I would think for sure, um, having a lot more free time for the most part, that it would just like everything would slow down. But I don't know, maybe again, maybe it's 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 you know making lists of things to do or whatever it is but it definitely does seem like it's like flying by yeah my buddy's supposed to be getting and married a week and a half from now but that's not happening yeah. so and the bachelor party got called off like i mean you know it's not just him not just us it's everyone yeah. i had to make sacrifices to move things but it's it's been it's really tough on everyone yeah and you think about that like all those you know um those other situations of people like they're getting married, they're having kids right now. We have a friend that just had a baby. Like how crazy it is that, you know, you can't have family in there. They can't come by until all these things and all these required. Yeah. People who are all set to get married and like that alters everything, you know, and not to mention obviously like the horrible stories of the fact that we realize how incredibly lucky we are in the scheme of things in the situation and, and how horrible the situation can be for others who, you know, our single parents and are just, you know, we think about all the, in the food industry, you know, everyone who just like can't do anything. I mean, there's just, it's crazy. It, it, it's definitely crazy to think about. Yeah. Everyone who, who's affected in all these kind of, kind of crazy ways. Yeah. I can't say that enough. I feel like I've said that times <laughs> in this, but yeah, okay. <laughs> sure. Well guys, it's been fun chatting with you. I'm going to let you go. I have another thing. I got to jump off in a, in a like, like every other Sunday, I got a family zoom around seven o'clock here. Uh, you guys can hold on for one second. I want to see how to save this thing. Cause I'm going to kick myself in the ass. If I don't, if I yeah. stop this, <laughs> this whole thing. So hold on one second. Okay.